Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine a year where, oh my fucking God, I picked a romantic drama. I picked a fucking romantic drama. God fucking damn it. This <laughs> synopsis lied to me. What was this shit? <laughs> Get absolutely wrecked, Zach. You thought it was a horror, but it's a romantic drama. Haha, <laughs> but what year is that? I still want to know. That year is 1942. How's it going? Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. My name's Sandro. You're finding me right now in the Caribbean. I'm on vacation. I'm having a pretty chill week. The orphan's off there. Hey, orphan, how are you doing? Orphan? Does that mean my mummy and daddy are fucking dead? Sorry for swearing, my normal child. Oh, it's such a great time hanging out here with this orphan, time travelling in 1942. I'm going to record a podcast soon, but I'm just hanging out in the Caribbean or the Caribbean, if you're a fancy cunt. I'm going to talk about a movie called Cat People, which is meant to be a horror, but was more of a drama. And I'm fascinated to see what my co-host Zach thought of it, because I've got opinions. Uh, I would say it's more of a sci-fi thriller, but uh, of course, in the end, it turns out to be a romance. What the fuck? Who are you? Why are you interrupting my podcast, sir? Oh, sorry. I was just happened to overhear you. I am a Max Westenhofer. <laughs> and I'm here in my uh, lovely retirement. You're Max Westenhofer? Yes. Is there a problem with my name, sir? No. Your name is literally a chair. No, that's just how it's. That's just how my last name is pronounced. That's not... I'm just saying you have a very funny name. I have a very funny name. It's all good. It's true. We've got funny names. What what are you doing here in the Caribbean? Ah, you see, I am retired now, and I am relaxing my days far away from any problematic wars that might be going on during this time period. <laughs> right, you're just kind of uh, waiting it out, yes. are you? You're one of those Germans who didn't do anything about it. They just kind of retired and waited it out, drinking beer. Look, at this point, I am like... 70 years old. I don't think there's much I'm doing. Except coming up with great theories that will help science for generations. Oh, well, I love theories. What's I'm sure the theory you've come up with is something I've heard before. I'm sure it's influential. I'm sure it changed history forever and how we looked at people and animals and things and space in the world. Well, that is very true, seeing as I am a pathologist and a biologist. Oh. I uh, submitted many medical reports and was a professor of pathology at the University of Berlin. I don't need your CV, sir. I I'm just... just saying my opinions are very valid. I'm sure they are, but I'm gonna I'm gonna judge that for myself, though. 
Yeah, that's why I'm telling you my backstory. Look, look, I've I've had a lot of criticism on my theory. I'm just I'm just here in the Caribbean. I'm drinking an IPA. I don't. I think they were invented in the forties. Glug glug glug. Yes, beer was around then. Yes, I understand what beer is. I can see that. Yes, but it's an IPA. It's a fancy beer for fancy cunts. I do not know this IPA beer you speak of, but I know what a beer is. You see, it's an it's an Indian pale ale. It was a pale ale that they pumped full of hops because when they sent it across the sea, the hops would degrade. And so, you know, when it would arrive at the intended destination, anyway, it would I'm going to taste like a real pale story. ale. And so what I've got here is one just... That, we're we're that, here to talk about my theories, pu- not your bullshit ale, all right? Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, that was very Brunswick of me, I apologise. I do not know where that is. I, of course, submitted my latest book... On the aquatic ape hypothesis. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, you see, I believe that uh, long ago we were all agreed that they were once great apes and that we evolved from these said great apes. Yes. But a certain subset of these great apes went into a more aquatic lifestyle. Yes. And could potentially be living in the ocean as we speak. Do you have any proof of this, sir? Well, you see... I wasn't sure about my theory at first. You know, it had its doubts, obviously. You would have your doubts as well. But I met a fantastic man. Oh, yes. I met a man called Harry Grindle Matthews. Oh, not my arch enemy, Harry Grindle Matthews. And he showed me a picture film from the future. Oh. It was lifelike. It was like I was in the room. The future is clearly an amazing place. What? Yeah. I wore these viewer spectacles and I could see this cinematic masterpiece around me. Trees vibrant, tall blue figures of ancient breed. It was a documentary on uh, ancient aquatic people and their struggles against a strangely human alien race. Oh, no. I believe uh, the cinematic masterpiece was called... uh, Avatars, the way of the water. Oh, for fuck's sake. Harry Grindle Matthews showed you a James Cameron film and you came up with the aquatic ape hypothesis? Well, I already had the hypothesis. He just, you know, confirmed it. Oh, what a fucking troll that Harry Grindle. I'll get you, Harry. Oh, I've already got you. You're in my... I captured him last week. Go back to last week's episode to hear how I captured my arch enemy. I'm still in the box. I'm kicking the box. I'm kicking all this plate shattering inside the box. You know, that's very bad. You should you should not be breaking all of this. You're going to have to pay for all of that. I'm going to report you to the no, local staff. No, no, he's going to report me. Oh, I sure hope that something happens to stop him reporting me. Because that would be bad. I don't want to get kicked off the Caribbean. That, that feels very ominous. Like you're expecting something. <laughs> I'm actually kind of used to it now. It doesn't look that gross. What What looks gross? You transforming, like, the guy transforming into you to do the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that, like, gross? Yeah, it's been, like, some pretty solid body horror. Like, some real, oh. some real, uh, fucked up shit. Like, what, 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 what does it look like? Sorry, I didn't know I had that effect on people when I teleported into them. Well, sometimes it's like, uh, the guy's giving birth to you through his stomach, and then you rapidly oh. age, and then he, like, rapidly de-ages and goes inside your butt. That happened a few oh, times. Oh, that sounds fucked up. And then it's the same, it's kind of like the reverse when you go back into him. Sometimes your skin just peels off. It's very 
painful. Shut up. <laughs> oh, hey, is that Harry Grindel Matthews in a box? Yeah, I captured him. If you want, you just just go back and have a listen to last week's episode to hear how I did that. Oh, that's true. I could just go back and listen to the episode. I guess that would explain some of this convoluted lore. But enough of that convoluted lore. Instead, we're going to talk about a film that's not convoluted at all, actually. It's incredibly simple, and it's called Cat People. I feel like it's pretty convoluted. <laughs> In its very simplistic lore. <laughs> Zach, why the fuck did you pick cat people? And look, how it, much did, did you troll yourself? Look, it sounded better in the description. Specifically, uh, an ancient tribe of cat people who metamorphed into black panthers when aroused. Yep, that's there the was concept. no aroused cats. There was no aroused cat fucking happening, you know? I guess what it's not when she's aroused, it's when someone kisses her. Uh, even then, not then. The only time she turns into a panther is when she's angry. Yes. She hulks out and turns into a panther, which is still good, but not in the context of this film, because it's a dumb, romantic drama. I'm picking up the vibe that you did not enjoy Cat People. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. It's not that I didn't enjoy it, it's just that I was thoroughly let down. I was expecting some wild, crazy, kind of sci-fi bullshit. I mean, kind of? Exactly. It was like, kind of. But the sci-fi bullshit was hidden under layers of just a romantic drama. Mm. And it, it... you know what it was, Sandro? What was it? This was Twilight, but reversed. I don't... I, this, this has more going for it than Twilight. Yeah, yeah, but hear me out, right? The main character yes. falls in love yes. with two different people. Oh, fuck, One of right. which can turn into an animal oh, when they get right. angry. Oh, no. And they have to choose between the two different lovers. You kind of got a point there, actually. This is a, I mean, but you're just describing, you're just describing a supernatural love triangle, though. That's just what yes. you're describing. And there's so many of them, Zach. There's so many supernatural love triangles. Like Wolverine and Cyclops with Jean Grey. Yeah, they did want to fuck each other. And then Jean Grey was there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but hear me out. Hear me out. After watching Twilight... Supernatural love triangles hit different. Because Twilight was so good. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Which makes the rest of them seem worse, right? You know, because Twilight was so good. Mm. uh, The rest of them seem so so much worse in comparison. I, look, I... Agree with some of your points. Um, <laughs> this is, th- there's a lot of potential in this movie that they do not go through with. <laughs> no, no. This was a very simple, basic film. Yes. And I, I'm not going to say it's bad. It probably wasn't bad. Just not my cup of freshly brewed coffee. I think that it's kind of okay. There were moments where I was like, this film knows what it's doing. And we'll get to that in spoilers. There are a few moments when I was like, this movie... A little bit deeper under the surface, actually. Mm. But then the movie didn't make sense. Or then the movie <laughs> did something and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, movie? What is this? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, it was kind of like so... It was kind of funny for like half an hour. Yeah. Then it was clever for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the last 20 minutes, because this movie's only 70 minutes long. The last 20 minutes, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, movie? Yeah. What is this? 
What is this? What's going on? What are you doing? I would agree, except I'd say that the majority of this film was a romantic drama with a subplot of some funky shit to make it a bit different from other romantic dramas. That's about it. Well, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely marketed as a horror film, <laughs> so... I think it was, it did actually have a bit of horror elements, and that was kind of cool. I was, I was expecting this to be more of a, like, a Lost World, sort of wacky sci-fi right. sort of thing, where it's like, oh my god, I fell in love with this woman, but she can turn into a panther! Oh no! What you wanted, and, um, all throughout this movie, I was thinking, my goodness, I wish that this movie was an exploitation movie made at some point during the 70s or the 80s. What you want, Zach, is the sequel from 1982, which is just an erotic horror film. That's all it is, and I want to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, that does sound pretty funny. Uh, although this one was, this one was good as well. It just, it just, you know, romantic dramas are just not, not the film that interests me. They're not your thing, that's fair. I want to learn why she can turn into a panther. I want to know how aroused does this cat lady need to be before she starts yiffing, you know? Yeah. Like, when does the first, <laughs> at what point during the relationship does the fursuit come on? <laughs> I, yeah, I was really hoping that there would be just a lot more in this. Because it's got an interesting concept. Yeah. There's not a lot here that we can say in non-spoilers, I think. But, (laughs) I mean, my recommendation is to just, you can skip this film. (laughs) Look, look of all the films we've watched so far. Like, unless you really want to. This is a romantic drama where a woman could turn into a panther, but she doesn't for a majority of the film. So, like... That's pretty much the plot of the film. Yeah, you're right there. You can you can pass on... Of all the films, you can watch every single one. This is the one you can pass on. I don't know. I think I would honestly... I'd honestly recommend this over Hold That Ghost. I think I enjoyed this a bit more. And I gave that a goodie, which... Uh, spoilers. I guess I enjoyed this one as well. But, uh... Yeah, also, yes, just skip this and have a listen to us going through the plot, because I think it'll be yeah. more worth your while. I don't know. It's fine. It's funny. I just... What is the point of this movie? Is the point of... Because it's not scary. Well... It's not a scary movie. Unless... I don't know. There was some scenes where I was like, this is kind of scary. The, the problem is it has an age... Like, all horror has aged poorly. Mm. I feel like when this came out, this was more of the, like romance slash horror like this was very 50 50 whereas nowadays this feels more like 80 percent romance 20 percent horror even that you know 15 like i don't know i feel like i feel like there's two sequences in this that are the scariest scenes we've done so far there's one where a character is walking alone and being followed stalked even yeah they're being stalked and like all you can hear are the characters footsteps echoing across this empty street and i was like this is amazing and creepy you're you're this you're walking a fine line on the spoilerino yeah i know i know that was (laughs) genuinely like not scary but like oh i was like oh the atmosphere and stuff yeah it was some good atmosphere and then there's one scene where someone is screaming in a pool and the reverb made it sound really creepy because it was yep. creepy screaming. I was like, that's some good screaming. I don't know. Aside from that, it wasn't very scary, I guess. Yeah, but I feel like that was where the horror comes in is like, 
Well, and and the ending, I feel. The whole ending sequence is meant to be a horror-y, right? Where they don't know what's going on, right? Yes. But I just found it, like, more of a mystery, the ending. I was trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, you, were, you weren't scared at all and was just trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with the ending. <laughs> yeah. The audience back then is like, oh my god, ah! You know, that sort of thing. That's That's what they're thinking. We, on the other hand, are like, you know... How does this fucking lore of this universe work? But anyway. Yeah. Because I think, like, the the view that the movie has, that panthers are evil creatures that hunt at night and kill people. That is what the movie says. Yeah, no, this movie really says all panthers worship Satan. Yeah, yeah, that's really the message I got out of this film. Yeah. Is that, well, it's like the whole thing, right, where you wear a black cat crosses your path mm. well a panther is just a even bigger black cat right so it must be super unlucky to cr- for it like that that's like black cat squared right for bad luck i'm having to look through like some reviews and stuff yeah i don't know this film didn't do well it's a bit of a b movie uh people have gone back to it and been like ah it's fine i guess but everyone at the time noted that uh the main actor Simone Simon, which is a pretty funny name. Um, what, what, what's what's funny about Simone Simon? Because it's the same name. It's the same name twice, but one time it's got an E, and I say that E is pretty excellent. Ooh, <laughs> yep. That's a that's a bit of word trickery you got going there. You should do a podcast. Yeah, she plays Irina, who is the cat person. She's French, but the character is meant to be from Irina. I hardly knew her. Oh my goodness, I ring her. I've known her for two days, and yes, I will, actually. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's just marry. Did fuck it. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's interesting how, because she's a French actor, but the character's from Serbia, and the accent is awful. The accent's really bad. It's a bad accent. And people thought it was a bad accent at the time, which is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's interesting. Her accent did kind of take me aback at first. But once you get used to it, it was fine. I feel like it kind of wrecks her performance. I feel like it's an interesting character, but the whole time she's trying to do a dumb accent, it doesn't work. It's it's similar to Captain's Courageous, except I think he had more charisma. Yeah, I guess I I guess that's true. But I I think in Captain Courageous, the accent suited him. Like it more complimented him that it was sort of a silly accent, you know? Yeah, true. Because it added to that adventure vibe, whereas. Uh, this one, it, it 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 hindered rather than helped. Definitely, definitely. Which made it sound worse. But I think it was fine. I didn't really care. I think she's good. I think the guy that plays Oliver's good. Oh, yeah, the actor who plays the psychiatrist is Tom Conway. He plays oh, yeah. Dr. Judd, and he plays Dr. Judd again in a film called The Seventh Victim, which is apparently a prequel to this? What? It's something about, like, weird. a cult of satanists yep in new york city checks out yep and he's checking them out Uh uh-huh so i guess they made a prequel to cat people called (laughs) the seventh victim even though in the seventh victim he mentions that he's met some creeper people before which implies that it's a sequel to cat people but that's not possible because of the events of cat people so i don't know well, it could be like a, I don't know what you call it. What happens when there's a movie about someone 
that happens alongside the movie. Oh, alongside. Uh, a side quill? Yeah, a side quill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it might... You could argue that it's a side quill because there is like a, a year jump or a two-year jump in the middle of the movie. Oh, yeah, there is. Like, it could have been in that time frame where this happened, you know. I mentioned the remake from the 80s, which is... It It looks so horny. It looks so <laughs> fucking horny. But there's also a sequel that's Zach. There's, there's a sequel as well. It's called The Curse of the Cat People. And the plot... It just brings up so many more fucking questions as to what this movie is about. So we'll get into that in spoilers. Well, how about we get into some spoilers? I'm going to rate this a oldie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been it's been a rare thing that I've rated something. But this is more my opinion. Mm. Like, I could see people enjoying this. It's just It's just not my cup of tea. Romantic dramas are not my cup of tea. And this was 80% romantic drama, and I was there for, like, 20% of the film, mentally. That's fair. All right, an oldie from you. I... I'm gonna give it a goodie. Oh, what a... What a simp. I think it's a bit of fun. I think you're letting your... Your biases get in the way of a good review. And you know what I call that? I call that what you do when you review things. So Yes. Kind of yes. what happens. Can't help it. I call it being based. Um, <laughs> so. But I think I'm based in saying this film was fine. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> Look, again, the film was fine. I just, it's just not my, it's, it's not for me. Could yeah. be more for you. Could be more for someone else. You know? I was engaged the whole time. The same way that I was with Hold That Ghost, except with Hold That Ghost, I was more like, this bit should end. This bit's going a bit long, isn't it? Whereas with Cat People, I was like, who decided that that was a good plot point? (laughs) It's just me being like, what? Uh, Every time some romantic drama happened, I just instantly disconnected with the film. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to yell at each other a bit, but then they're going to reconcile. Oh, wow, look, they yelled at each other a bit, and then they reconciled. Wow, never saw that one coming. Oh, my God, get to the next bit of the film. But uh, I'm giving it a goodie. You're giving it an oldie. That's fair enough. Is that the first time that's happened? This year? Yeah. Let me have a look. I think you've given a few movies of bad ones. You gave The Mysterious Island an oldie, and for some weird reason I gave it a goodie. I can't remember why. Don't remember why I gave that one a goodie. Wasn't very good. (laughs) Well, there you go. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Uh. <laughs> oh, dear me. Maybe I just, in my head, I thought you gave that one an oldie. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense, because it was mostly very boring. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> All right, let's jump into some furry skin. Let's let's hey, leap yo. into the cage that is this movie over my brain. Cat, cat, pee, cat, people, cat, people. Look like panthers, talk like panthers. Talk like French actors trying to be Serbian. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a weird idea that they got a French actor to do a Serbian accent. Why? Just make it be French. It's an American movie, and I think at the time they were like, uh, 
non-Americans can play any sorts of non-Americans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a like, ah, you just need to sound fucking foreign, doll. I don't give a shit, whatever. Serbia, fucking French, all the same thing. I feel like that might have been the case. Oh, absolutely. Because old Hollywood, uh, kind of bad, actually. Don't know if you know that. Hey, hey, newsflash, Sandro. New Hollywood, still bad. Oh, my goodness. It's all bad. You're right. And it's bad because those writers are striking. God damn it, go back to work. (laughs) Whoa. That's not my opinion. Not my opinion at all. That was satire. Wow. Gosh, howdy, it's me, Selly McSeller, and you know who I love more than Colonel Sanders? Why, it's Zack, Sandro, and Nicolas Cage. He's my favorite actor, and they're my favorite podcasters. And that's why I'm so excited to say that over on Patreon.com forward slash pod, they're doing three months of Nicolas Cage again. It's the Cage-A-Rama, Volume 2, starting with Ghost Rider 2, and here's a fucking clip for your ear holes. There's a bunch of, like, animated exposition drops throughout the film, and we see one about the devil. You know, he's been, like, various historical figures yeah. throughout history. <laughs> he's been one of the Huns. I think it's, like, he's, like, Attila the Hun or something. Yeah, he's Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, a bunch of people. That's um, what I noted. And uh, the devil was Stalin. Yep. Not Hitler? You're choosing historical people to make the devil and you choose Stalin and not Hitler? Stalin was... Stalin was pretty fucking bad. Stalin was bad, but Hitler... But but not Hitler? Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this for so long. Cagerama 2, and it's starting right now over on Patreon.com forward slash pod. You better love Nicolas Cage because they're doing seven movies over six episodes over three months. Patreon.com. Get ad-free and bonus content there now. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but also keep fucking listening. No one cares. Yeah, who, who gives a crap? <laughs> All right. So, on this wonderful piece, we start out in a zoo. And my first note that I wrote down is, man, zoos were shit back in the day. Zoos were kind of inhumane garbage it was just a giant cage with some panthers in it is that what you're talking about no 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 it's just concrete (laughs) cages everywhere what what do you see everybody's walking around Mm -hmm. on concrete the concrete is connected to concrete platforms with cages yep in those are animals yes it's just concrete the eye can see but zach but zach this is Central Park Zoo, and it's in New York City. And you know what they call New York City? They call that Concrete City, mate. It's man-made concrete island. That's what we call it here in Australia. Yeah, and uh, as anybody who actually lived in New York can tell you, it's fucking shite. <laughs> fucking eyesore. It was a piece of shit. And I was like, oh, man. Let's let's put aside how inhumane it was for the animals themselves, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. how they were pretty much stuck in prisons, yes. going insane because, you know, they're stuck in a concrete cage 24/7. Putting that aside, it just kind of looked ugly. Just 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 like from an aesthetic point of view, like you could have inhumane cages just make them look nice, you know? You know what? I reckon you're right. There was no Steve Irwin around in the 40s to make sure those animals were kept well. 
Yeah, I'm glad zoos are much better nowadays and are, you know, concentrating on conserving animals instead of keeping them in concrete cages for people to look at. No, it's true. I I've I went to a zoo recently. Oh, yeah? I went to Taronga Zoo in Sydney. Let me bloody say that, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. The animals are not kept in concrete uh, cages, but I uh, tell you what, the bloody people are. The zoo's layout makes no fucking sense, mate. It's a terribly <laughs> laid out zoo. I was, I got lost. I got lost a bunch of times. Not lost. That sounds I, pretty fun. I'm a man. I never get lost, but <laughs> I did have the map and I did not <laughs> know what fucking pathing to take. It's, ter- it's a terribly that laid out great. zoo. Terribly laid out zoo. I'd, li- I'd love to get lost at a zoo. That sounds great. It was pretty funny. I lolled. And then I got chased by an emu. Just joking. Oh my God. You got chased by an emu woman. A woman got angry at you and turned into an emu. <laughs> Isn't that how the great emu war of the... <laughs> It got, it got caused by an emu woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, so we see Irina. She's at the zoo. She's she's hanging out with the Black Panthers. And in comes Oliver Reed. And Oliver Reed's like, Hey, watch me throw this bit of paper into the trash can like a basketball player. Wham, bam, in the trash can. Whoa. Th- thank you, Panther Lady. Yeah. Um, and she's like, why? Thank you very much. I wrote down my first note was that she sounds like a grandma. Uh, little did I know that it was just the, uh, the terrible accent she was putting on made her sound like a grandma for some reason. In this, we see that she's she says she's a fashion illustrator. Yes. And she's drawing these things. This is the least important thing in the film and never comes back at any point. We see her drawing a dress once. Yes. And that's it. I think they needed a fancy job so that they could set her, like, whenever we go to her house, it's a fancy house. And they they wanted a fancy house. Right. So they were like, what's a fancy job? I don't know. She makes clothes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I thought it was going to be at least have a scene where she's at, like, a tailor's or something. Okay. What would have been good for that scene later on in the movie that I'm kind of jumping ahead to where she meets that woman who's also a presumably a panther woman. The other cat woman. Like, she could have come into the store sensing that there was the other thing and then they have a talk and the other panther lady's like, you should let out your wild side, meow. And then they turn into a panther and then they fight to the death. Yeah, I want to watch that movie. Hell, I, honestly, I would love to see just like superhero Catwoman who turns into a panther. That could have been cool. Like, you know, for one scene to be them being robbed by someone, right? And then she just goes crazy and turns into a panther and mauls him. And that's when the guy's like, oh shit, maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> I feel like the whole movie, and this is a problem with horror films from this era is the film's marketing is based around the fact of this is a woman who turns into a panther. Yeah, terrifying. But then the entire movie, aside from the final 20 minutes, is asking the question to the audience, do you think she's going to turn into a panther? And we've seen, you know, we've probably seen the posters. We've probably seen the trailers. We know that she's going to turn into a panther. Well, I think it's more the tension of not, is she going to turn into a panther? It's when she's going to turn into a panther. Or is she going to turn into a panther now? Is she going to turn into a panther now? Is she going to turn into... Like, that's sort of what they're going for. Maybe it was a bit more tense back in the day. Maybe. But now, here, we are being like, when the fuck is she going to turn into a fucking panther? 
No, for sure. No, it's like, um, and I'm sure we'll probably do one. The monster movies from the 50s are all like men in boardrooms being like, when's the monster going to come? Is the monster going to come? Is the monster going to come now? There's a monster on its way. It's going to come. And we've seen the poster. We know what the monster looks like. We're just waiting for the monster on screen. But when's the monster going to come? Is the monster going to come? Who knows if the monster's going to come? It, it's possible that that was sort of the tactic to keep you watching the film and yeah. interested. Was the anticipation of actually seeing the monster. Yeah, for sure. And that, I think, maybe uh, made this movie suffer a bit of the sort of tension of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Although I'm half in a mind, Sandro, mm. because we don't see the panther a lot, but we we hear about the panther's antics. We see the effect the panther does, and there's a sort of rule of horror of don't show the monster. Yes, let your imagination fill out the gaps of what's happening. Right. Yeah. I think this movie utilizes that a bit, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. A little bit. On the other hand, I know what a panther looks like. Show me the panther. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. There's one scene in particular where I really wanted to see someone get mauled by a panther, and we just didn't. We saw a shadow, and I was like, "God damn it!" We saw the silhouette. I thought that one was that one was good enough. I, I give that one credit because it's look, it, it, especially back then for a cheap film, it'd be hard to fake a mauling by a panther. You are correct. Yeah, but there is a scene where near the very end, a panther jumps out on someone and like jumps over them, but like gashes their shoulder. I'm like, how the fuck did they film that? Did someone get gashed by a panther? <laughs> Is that what happened there? I don't know. Anyway. That was pretty good. I would have liked to see a halfway transformation. I wanted to see like a polyjuice potion Hermione level, like mm. just like a, like, sh- or like just do the glowing eyes or something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That that could be good. I don't know. Were they doing stuff like that at this point? I mean, we watched uh, The Mummy, right? The Mummy had some good effects. Yeah. After watching The Mummy, I can hold things to The Mummy's level. Yes. And I think The Mummy had some good things. Like, when it zoomed in on his face and it was doing the, like, sparkle effects. Have that, but she's a turning... Like, you you have her boyfriend and that other lady hanging out, and then you zoom in on her face, and her eyes are becoming to glow with anger. And it's like, oh, shit. Is she going to turn into a panther and maul them to death? Well, The Mummy came out exactly 10 years before this. The Mummy cost just under $200,000. This one cost $135,000. So I guess that's probably why it was just, they just didn't have the money. Yeah, but they could have done something, Sandra. They could have done something. They could have done something. They could have put some fake cat ears on her. They could have fucking... That would have been an erotic movie, I tell you what. Bloody cat ears (laughs) on her? Look, whatever you're into, Sandro... But I'm just saying, they could have they could have thrown some fucking con- sparkly confetti on her and gave her some fucking whiskers. Like, I don't know, throw me a bone here. But uh, no. I tell you what, I will be throwing bones at cat ears. So oh. in Central Park Zoo, Irina is looking at the panther. Then Oliver comes up, he does that thing I said earlier, and she's like, God damn, come to my house for tea. And I was like, don't invite someone over for tea when you meet them at the Central Park. Don't you go go out for tea. Don't invite them over for tea. Yeah. To be honest, though, 1940s, I suspect that it was probably a bit more common. Maybe. Because he goes over to her house and he's like, what's that statue you got there? A medieval man on a horse with a cat on his sword? Yeah. The fuck is up with that? And she's like, that is King John of Serbia. And that's him killing evil. And evil is a cat. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. The legend was really cool. Yeah. 
And that's that's what got my hopes up for this film. And I feel like that's part of the problem was I was like, oh, shit, we've got some law for this curse cat people. And she's saying, oh, the cat's a representation of evil. Yes. And I was like, oh, this film is saying, oh, the Panthers are evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is pretty cool. And King John apparently is a real guy as well. So it is based off real, not necessarily legend, but, you know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of twisting some stories from back in the day. It's fan fiction. It's historical fan fiction. Historical fan fiction. Because, yes, uh, the residents of her home village went crazy and evil. And they turned to witchcraft and devil worship. Mm. And then the king came in and killed them all. Big sad. But some of them escaped into the mountains and became cat people. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, that's cool as shit. And we find out that she's like, I don't know. I think I descend from the cat people. I think I descend mm. from them. I don't know, though. Am I going to turn into a cat? Who knows? So she's gone this in- her entire life not turned into a cat, I think, is the is what we're meant to get from this. We don't. She doesn't know that she's a cat person. Yeah, well, uh, she. I think at one point she stated she she's led a very secluded life. Mm. Like, because she's come from the suburban mountains or whatever, and then come over to New York, and she's just been living alone. She's tried to avoid people because she feels the evilness inside her. And she's like, oh, shit, I don't want to hulk out on anybody, you know? She's 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 doing a Bruce Banner. She's you know? yeah yeah no she's one hundred percent. Oh Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk, and the Incredible Cat. I'd watch that. Oh. I would watch that. Uh, she turns into a giant green cat. Oh, that'd be great. That'd and be so and good. the CGI cat would be like the Hulk dogs. Oh, not the Hulk <laughs> dogs. That movie sucks, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, you you turned the cat into a Hulk cat, <laughs> so I had to bring up the Hulk dogs. Fucking Hulk dogs. So then he's like, oh, I'm going to see you tomorrow. i got to go home, but I'm going to see you tomorrow. And she's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And like at this point, I think this movie is fucking hilarious. I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. Here comes over again. He comes over again and he's like, I've got you a present in this box. It's a cat. Meow, but I don't like you. Hiss. Who the fuck buys someone a cat for their... Like, first of all, you buy someone a cat if they've expressed interest in having the cat. Yeah. You don't buy someone a cat who once said, hey, all cats are evil because of this figure I have about this legend from my hometown. One, maybe read the room, Oliver, don't buy her a cat. Two, who the fuck's buying someone a cat on your second date? It's date number two. You're not buying someone a cat. At most, you're buying them flowers. Maybe you're buying them a car, but you, you don't buy them a cat. That, uh, okay, but maybe, maybe this isn't exactly the second date. Maybe there's a bit of a time jump here and they've been dating for a while. Potentially, maybe. potentially. Well, because at the end of this date, he does propose to her. So maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, you're right. He did pull a man and just not read the room at all well with the whole... That, like, buying someone as... Uh, who has a statue yes. of someone killing a cat. Yes, don't buy them a cat. Don't do it. Don't buy them a cat, yeah. Uh, Although, like, you know, maybe buying pets for other people was a bit more, you know, cutesy back in the day, you know? And it's a cute little kitten. That seems like a nice gift. I feel like it's like, yeah, like a bird is fine, but buying someone a cat, like buying someone an animal that you have to spend... At least half an hour of your day taking care of. Here's the like, thing, y- you know. Here's the thing. You're saying a, a bird is better than a cat, right? 
Well, like, why is that? Because a bird you just put in your house and you feed it every now and then. A cat you've got to actively play with. Ah, if if you're a humane human being that lives in 2023, oh, maybe wait. you have to take care of your animals. This is 1942, where people don't give a shit. They'll put fucking cats in fucking concrete cages and stare at them. You know, like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're viewing the budgie and the cat the same way. You just feed it a bit and then leave it the fuck alone, you know? So... At this point, I'm still going on the assumption that this is date number two. He's asleep in her apartment. He wakes up. He's like, I was sleeping this whole time. She's like, yeah, you were. I was watching you. He's like, that's pretty poggers. That's pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. uh, A lot of old films and literature and other things, though, have very um, creepy things written out. As sort of like, ooh, they love them. So they were spending the whole night staring at them. No, it's true. But And you look at it now like, holy shit, that was fucking creepy. Yeah, don't do that. What the fuck? <laughs> but that's not where it stops, like. That's oh, not no. where he stops. Because he wakes up and he's like, do you love me? Because I love you, baby. And she's like, <laughs> yes, I do. And I'm like, this is date number two. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I have never kissed you. And then I was like, this is date number two. (laughs) Yeah. But going on the the stretch theory that this is just not the second date makes a whole lot more sense. I do love, though, how he's like, "Um, I've never kissed you. And she's like, yes, because when I get kissed, I turn into a cat. That's not what she says, but that's what's implied. And then she's like, yes, because I feel that I'm not a normal woman. And Oliver's like... Why, you are normal. You're so normal that you're in love with me, a good old Americano. You're so normal that you're going to marry me. And I'm like, fucking bold, mate. Like, yeah. fucking hell. Just assuming that she's going to say yes? What? What's going on? Well, she did say he, she loves him, so, you know. I guess it's like... the 40s. You instantly marry and everything. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. What we would call a shotgun ready wedding would be like... A long-term relationship finally, <laughs> finally getting getting it over with, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Anyway, then she sees a random cat person and she's like, I think I'm a cat person. <laughs> yeah. And then the cat woman, like, speaks Serbian and is like, hey, fellow cat person, purr it up. Purr it up, ooh-woo. yeah. And she's like, holy shit, that was an evil cat woman. Oh my god, I'm an evil cat woman. An evil cat woman. And that's why they never consummate the marriage. They sleep in separate beds. They're, they're, they're not, they're not fucking. They, how's your sex life? It's not going at all. That's what's happening in this marriage. Because she thinks that when she does, she'll turn into a cat. And I'm not talking about a good sort of cat. I'm talking about she's going to tear his face off. What? <laughs> what? What is the good sort of cat? I don't know. Like a sexy cat? Like she puts on lingerie and cat ears? Is that what you're saying? It's the 40s, so yeah, that's what they all did back then. Yeah, probably. (laughs) She puts on a great aunt bloomers and whew. Oh yeah, she shows off a kneecap. Oh my god, you're skipping straight past the ankles, Sandro. You (laughs) naughty dog, you. Yes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so... It is, it is a bit weird. I would have liked to see them try and be... Lo- the guy's like, hey, we should have a baby or something. And she's like, I don't want to try fucking... Or them, like, 
again, they try and fuck, but she turns into a panther, and then that's when shit gets real, you know? They like- cannot. It's the 40s. They cannot do that. That's why the 80s version will be good, because we can see them fuck, <laughs> No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I don't, I don't need to see them literally trying to bang on screen. Right. You could just have the aftermath. You know, they have... We see them have a romantic dinner. Mm. They have this back and forth and he puts on romantic music and eventually they kiss and then they go to the bedroom and they close the door and there's like a black fade out and then we go to like middle of, cut to middle of the night and there's just uh, panther sounds, you know, and smashing of glass and he has like a claw mark across his chest Mm. and like there's a smash window and she's gone and it's like, what the fuck happened? We were getting all hot and steamy, and then she was gone. I mean, this sounds like a good movie, but they wouldn't do that in the 40s. They just wouldn't, I don't think. That's not, like, especially like a Hollywood movie. Maybe the French. Now, the the French, the French would do that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. What I'm looking for is more, more, uh, a more French movie where we have hot, passionate sex with our panther. <laughs> 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 We then after that they're married. It's like a few months later or some shit. She goes back to the zoo and we're introduced to the best character in the whole movie. Why it's the zookeeper. And he's got <laughs> nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. I'm cleaning up the zoo. Got nothing else to do. I like how he sings that song and she hears it. And then in the next scene she's painting and she's humming the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that's pretty cute. She kills a bird. Yeah. And then she feeds a bird to a panther. Yeah. And then her husband's like, I gotta get you lobotomized. I'm gonna take you to a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, she has a conversation with the um, zoo keeper. And he's like, no one really comes here unless they're fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, he's like, no one comes to look at the panthers unless they're thinking about killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. You see, Sajo? And that goes back to my point. The zoos are ugly pieces of shit with giant concrete cages. No one actually wants to go see them. They only go there when they're depressed and are like, man, those panthers also look depressed because they're in a fucking concrete cage. That is a good point. I can relate to you, panther. Yeah. But yeah, she does kill a bird because she she has the instinct to murder it. And then she gives it to the panther, being like, I feel bad for the panther. Here's the bird. Yeah, here's the bird. And then she's like, ah, I'm going crazy. And he's like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Time to drill a hole in your head. That should help things. That should help. It's the 40s. We're doing that. Women be crazy. That's what I think. I'm a man from the 40s. Yikes. All women have hysteria. Yikes. Ah, fuck. That was a shit time. Why the fuck did people do that? Anyway, the psychiatrist is Dr. Judd, and he... He just likes young women. That's what he likes. Yep. That's that's his whole thing. And I kind of liked that. I kind of liked how he, like, she rejects his advances and he's like, well, guess I'm sending you to a mental institution. I was like, that's interesting. A better movie would do something with that. You know, have that be a plot point. Yeah, you're, you're pro him as a, an antagonist, a bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. of course, because she, yeah, she doesn't want to visit him anymore. Because uh, he's a creepy asshole motherfucker. Which makes me interested in watching The Seventh Victim to see if he's creepy in that one, too. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was like, it's an interesting character to, to bring into this movie. Because at this point, Oliver is getting more interested in Alice, who's his co-worker. Yeah. His assistant at work. 
yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about her at all yet. And she's the other point of the triangle of this movie. But uh yeah, she she's his co-worker and she's been in love with him for a long time. And so she's like she tells him, she admits to him at one point that she's in love with him and she doesn't care that he's married. Yeah, she admits it in a scene where where, where they're literally talking at the water cooler, which I found very funny. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a cliche now, but yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, he tells Alice everything. She's like, hey, I've always loved you. And then he's like, actually, I kind of hate my wife. I want, I want you instead, actually. And so we have... Uh, Panther Lady sees them hanging out and is like, oh, I'm going to you hanging out with the thing. I'm getting so jealous. Yeah, she's getting so jealous. jealous. She's getting jealous. She feels ignored. Um, A psychiatrist wants to put her in a mental hospital. She's just like having Mm. a real bad time of it. So we get the best scene in the movie where Alice is walking home by herself and Irina is stalking her in cat form, I think. Ooh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what it implied, because there is sounds of, like, panther roars, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's running in this alleyway, and as you said earlier, she, the, like, sounds of her footsteps on the hard, grey, blank concrete that's everywhere in this godforsaken city, fucking New York. Just find something other than concrete to build your fucking buildings out of. No, we need concrete so Spider-Man can swing around. (laughs) Ah, true. (laughs) True. But you are right. The entirety of New York has teamed up together to help Spider-Man by building (laughs) giant New York skyscrapers. That's right. And putting the the two cranes together so you can go through them and stop whoever the fuck was the villain in that movie i can't remember was it the lizard yeah it was lizard because he was he was gonna spray anti like human gas that was gonna turn everyone into lizards you know that's right i barely remember that all i remember from that movie has been like kind of like andrew garfield actually he's pretty good yeah he's pretty good shame about the movies though yeah um speaking of shame about the movies she, uh, the woman's like, oh my god, that lady was chasing me as a panther. I think it was Irene. She's gonna kill me. And then Irene has a dream. She goes to sleep. She has a dream, an animated dream with animated cats. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Seeing as that's like the first view we have of any supernatural things. I mean, we obviously heard the supernatural things, mm. but like we didn't actually see it. She goes to the zoo. She steals the key to the panther cage, which was a whole thing. Oh, isn't isn't the cleaner like, wow, you're you're showing good restraint there for not stealing that key. Yeah, it's like fucking cleaner. Hide the key. Don't leave the key in the lock. Do your job. Jesus Christ. You're expecting people to steal the key to open the cage of a highly dangerous animal. Yeah. What the fuck? That That was weird. That was very weird. He is irresponsible. You think it's weird? I don't think so. Because my fan theory is that the zookeeper is one of the Serbian mm, Satanists. That makes sense. He's helping her. He's a bad bloke, but also a good bloke. He's the hero and the villain of the movie. He's a regular Thanos. You know You know what I was going to say? I was actually going to say a similar thing. could say he's actually the hero. Because <laughs> you know what? He agrees with me. That Panthers shouldn't be in concrete cages. <laughs> he they should be set three. He does but say that, doesn't he? Here, here's what I here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. He's he's purposely leading the key in there 
so that someone else opens it because he doesn't want to get in trouble. You're right. So he just leaves the key in there and he's like, oh no, someone else let out the panther yep. into the wild streets where it could be free to roam around and hunt as nature intended. Oh no, that's so terrible. That's so terrible, you know? We get a weird fucking scene where Oliver, Irene, and Alice are all going to the museum together on a date. It's like, it's like a three-way date. Yeah. They're visiting the museum, and Alice is like, I don't think Irene's interested in the museum. We should send her to the lobby. And Oliver's like, yep. Yeah. Deep <laughs> fucking move. Don't do and that. And this is, this, is this is some romantic drama bullshit that I don't appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. Because here's what happened, right? You have your two main lovers... The married couple, they're going in the, the museum and it's like, at work, the guy's like, oh yeah, I'm going to museum. Fucking lady who's in love with him is like, oh, can I come along? You know? And then, of course, he's like, oh yeah, sure, I'm sure Irene would be fine with it, you know? Then they come along and then lady's like, hey, your wife that you love and treasure, she's not enjoying it. Get rid of her so we can hang out alone. That's right, she's been a real buzzkill. She's a real yeah. buzzkill. Yeah. So then we get another pretty good scene where Alice is like going to the swimming pool of like the hotel or wherever the fuck she's staying. And then Irene also goes into the swimming pool, makes panther noises. Alice is fucking screaming. She like, a weird choice. She hears the growling of a panther, the lights go out, and then she jumps into the pool. Mm. I don't know why you do. I guess the idea is cats are afraid of water. Is that what she's thinking? Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely not true. And in fact, uh, cougars are very, like, commonly hunt crocodiles and are really good swimmers, along with, like, panthers and stuff. So, like, probably not her wisest choice. Also, it might have just been she ran out of, like, places to run. So she's just like, I'm going to get in the water. It's the last place to run sort of thing. And it's possible that, you know, using human hands is a bit more advantage in the water than, you know, a panther. And you could try and drown the panther. I guess. I just feel like you should run in a place that's not a room where you'd get stuck in if a panther came into the room. The problem is, once the panther gets in the water, where the fuck are you gonna go? Like, you're gonna have to crawl out of the pool while a panther's attacking you. It's like, true. Look, heat of the moment, bad call. I agree. Yep. Bad call. Uh, and then she starts screaming, which by the fucking that was one great scream. That was real good, real creepy. She would have been great as a radio actress that screamed. It's true. Call back to last week's episode. And then Irene's there and she's like, you've been a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she's all sassy. I love it. She like comes in as a panther. We don't actually see the panther at this scene, but we hear the panther prowling around. And of course the lady screams. And then... Irene turns on the lights and is like, oh, what are you scared of a little panther? <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll leave you then. Sorry to disturb you. And then she leaves. And then the other lady's like, well, I'm fucking done swimming. I'm, I'm fucking out of here. Yep. And then she goes out and all her clothes are torn to bits torn by to the bits. panther. What, 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 what happens after that? She goes back to the psychiatrist. She has another meeting with the psychiatrist. Um, after that meeting, she goes to Oliver and is like, hey, I'm kind of over my, my, I'm kind of over my trauma. I'm fine. And Oliver's like, cool. You should have done that months ago, though, because I'm in love with Alice and I'm going to divorce you. 
Yeah, yeah, this was like, this is bullshit. I was mad. I was angry. I was like, hey, that, what a fucking asshole. Oh, he is. He's the worst. He is the worst. Yeah. And I like how the actor plays him. He plays him as a dickhead the entire film, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. He's it's... such an idiot, the whole film. And he's like, you know what? After getting married to you and loving you and all this sort of shit, I've decided I don't give a shit. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck you, actually. In the scene where she's like, Oliver, I'm happy again. We get a great part where after that conversation, we see that she's clawed the sofa in almost cat-like claws. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, she murders the psychiatrist mm-hmm. and she goes and frees the panther. Yeah, but also she goes to Oliver and Alice's work as the panther. Yeah, yeah. Well, But doesn't kill them, just scares them. Or is that the panther from the zoo? That's not the panther from the zoo, because she lets the panther out later. Yeah, 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 that's Irene. Well, well yeah, because then they're like, oh, that panther was wearing perfume that smells like Irene. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole point of the... That was the whole point. Because then uh, the dog shit husband is like, ah, Irene, don't kill us. And she, of course, like, is still in love with him. So she's like, ah, I guess I can't kill them. And she runs off. But where does she run off to? The psychiatrist. And then she kills the psychiatrist. And then after killing the psychiatrist, she goes to the zoo, lets the panther out, and the panther kills her. Well, the panther claws past her, and she falls on the ground, and we presume she's dead. Mm. We presume she's dead. Uh, The panther then jumps out of the zoo and is instantly hit by a car, just saving the the movie a lot of, like, panther-related violence, which is fair (laughs) enough. Uh, yeah, pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> and also, also the movie, like, she's dead in this movie. She's dead. Full oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, 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 she's dead. But there is a sequel. And if she is the actor in that sequel, she's not dead, question mark? The main three all return for the sequel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, in the end, she's not actually dead. But for the intents of just this movie alone, she is dead. And then the husband and the, the other girl show up and are like, oh my god, she's dead. She just wanted to release the panther. Big sad. And the final line of dialogue is Oliver being like, she never lied to us. <laughs> and I'm here like, what the fuck is the point of the movie? Like, what is the point? Yeah. What? What? Well, it's a bit, it's like a Shakespearean tragedy. I guess it's a, uh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm just like, she killed the psychiatrist. Great. He's, he's a dickhead. She chose not to kill Oliver and Alice because she, I don't know, she still kind of likes Oliver. She's like, I don't know, you'll be happy with her, I guess. Fuck it up, I guess. I'm I'm out of here. And then she l- l- lets the panther out, but she fails in letting the panther out because the panther gets hit by a car. Mm. So what's the, what's the, what's the what? What? Yeah, that was that was kind of fucked up. I was I would have just liked the panther to, you know, go off into the sunset, you know. I'm just like there's so much more that you could do with this and it seems like they kind of ended it with a shrug. They're like, "Ah." Yeah, yeah, the ending was kind of meh. I don't know. I still think the movie's fun. Like it's fun to what I found it enjoyable to watch. I enjoyed it. It's got some pretty some pretty dumb moments that I laughed a lot at. Uh, like when the panther jumps over her shoulder and she dies because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very silly. It's very silly. And very tragic. Very sad. Because all she wanted was to love, but she couldn't hide from the evil that was within her. Something, something. Big sad. Big sad. Do you know what's even sadder? What's even sadder? 
The opportunities this fucking film missed. Like, why didn't she just turn into an evil panther-turning bad guy who eats her husband and then goes on on a spree of robberies where she steals fine jewelry, like cat-related material, yep, yep. to embrace her inner cat lifestyle, and then she has to fight a man dressed as a bat yeah. who who stops her from stealing stuff. She falls in love with him. And then she falls in love with the man dressed as a bat, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they go fight Bane. Yeah! <laughs> I feel like I feel like the one from the 80s, it's not going to have all the stuff that we want in it, but I think it is going to, you know, it is going to maybe have a little bit more of that monster sort of vibe that you're looking for. Plus... Yeah, yeah. Plus, Cat People, it's got a theme song by David Bowie. What? Why did you lead with that? Now I'm fully on board. That's right. The the, the song for the song it's it's called Cat People by David Bowie, and I'm like, fuck yeah, hell it's a good song. yeah, Cat People. Wait, so you like concerts, podcasts, and music, and you don't listen to concerts that made us podcast? Oh man, you're missing out. You've got to head over there straight away. They have interviews with the best up-and-coming bands, as well as some famous ones thrown in the mix too. And don't even get me started on the concert stories. Oh man, are they wild. That's Concerts That Made Us Podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast players. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, let's come up with a remake then when we can make this movie whatever I want. And what I want is I want a fucking horny, gory, disgusting horror film for adults rated R that is in the style of a film from the 80s, but with modern day sensibilities, Zach. Mm, You know what? That's good. That's a good start. But Sandro, I have to say, I don't think we're going to get any investors in on that, you know? Oh, no investors in on that? What do you mean? Yeah, no we're not going to get we're not going to get any of the big bucks. I don't think we want big bucks. I want a low budget film, honestly. That's what Yeah, I yeah, want. yeah. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying to get some investors, to get some crew going cuz we're still going to need some money. Yeah. We're going to go with your idea. Your idea is brilliant. Yep. It's great. I'm just going to add a little twist on it. This can be an origin film oh. for an MCU of sorts, a monster cinematic oh, monster universe. Monster cinematic universe. That's gonna bring those investors in. They're they're loving it. They want the they want their own MCUs. We could be like Catwoman MCU. I hate a this. CCU. I I I hate this. <laughs> I really hate this. But but do you think it wouldn't work though? I feel like. Is it like the mummy? What do you mean? What like do you mean? Tom Cruise's The Mummy, where it like teases a whole extended universe, but we don't really go into that. Or yes, <laughs> okay, but but no, 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 no. Obviously, we need to do it better than that because that was a piece of shit. Yes, no. What we what we can do is just to do an after credits, mm. you know, allusion to it, right? You know, 
and we just tell the investors this is what we're doing, right? And do you know who else is going to be there in our uh, CCU? We're gonna get all these. We'll we'll get all these random bullshit characters. Yeah. From these film, you know, these slightly unknown films, right? Like Cat Woman, like these things, and make that the cinematic universe, right? Well, see, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Cat People, obvious crossover, The Wolfman. Yeah, The Wolfman. Wolf yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Obvious, you know, obvious crossover. You know what I wanted to do? What do you want to do? I want to get Dr. Caligari. You want this in. to be a crossover with the film Dr. Caligari, which we did. Do a remake of yes with Danny DeVito as Dr. Caligari. Yes, which would mean we would have to bring back Danny DeVito as Dr. Caligari. Oh, you know what? I like that. I like that idea. Oh, in this film, the psychiatrist is Dr. Caligari. Oh, now that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. That's annoying because I really wanted to cast, because, like, in Dr. Caligari, there's the love interest, and the actor we put in the remake of the love interest is who I wanted to play Irene. But that doesn't... Oh, well. Well, why don't we do that? Why not? (laughs) I guess. We can do that because we're not using, you know, the original movies. We're going to remake those movies as well. Mm. So we can cast whoever we want, and we can change the story however we want. So maybe... In that film, the love interest was the Catwoman lady. Oh my goodness. But she didn't know she was the Catwoman. Yeah, see? That's where we connect them all. It's getting all timey-wimey. I like it. But instead of doing a mummy, we do it like how the MCU did it and just make some dumb superhero films and then tie them all together randomly into something that somehow becomes one of the biggest film series of all time. So... Let's have Dr. Caligari yeah. be Dr. Judd. Dr. Judd is Dr. Caligari. Although Dr. Caligari dies at the end of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, well, in our film, he doesn't. Okay, um, that's fine. In our one, he doesn't. Or Wait, no, he doesn't die. It's revealed that he was the headmaster of whatever science. Yeah. It's the spoil. Go have a listen to the episode on Dr. Caligari. I mean, yeah, it's spoilers, but isn't he like... Just a crazy person. The main character, yeah, who I think we recast as Daniel Radcliffe. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh, I want to get Daniel Radcliffe in on this, this, this CCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's the sort of thing, right? That he uh, could be the headmaster, or or like he could be the psychiatrist in this film, or he could just be an associate of the psychiatrist. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a like when the psychiatrist says. We need to go send you off for a lobotomy. He would send them to Dr. Caligari. Dr. Caligari. Okay, so we do keep Dr. Judd. We can a new actor in for yes, Dr. Judd. Yes, we can keep but... Dr. Judd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dr. Caligari exists. And what happens, right, is the psychiatrist thinks he's sending them off for a lobotomy. But of course, Dr. Caligari doesn't lobotomize them. No, he doesn't lobotomize them. He does stuff on it. And you know what? This can be a prequel to our remake of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Because it can be the same actor who played Jane in Dr. Caligari playing Irina in this. Because this is her origin story of how she ended up in the mental institution. For Daniel Radcliffe to then dream about her for the whole ending twist of Dr. Caligari to happen. And then in the sequel, they team up and they fight Dr. Caligari. (laughs) Yeah! And see, what happens is everyone of our, like, monsters, Mm. or, like, heroes or whatever, they all end up at this mental institute at the end. Yeah! And then we pull what that stupid uh, movie series was, the uh, 
Professor X, the new guy playing for Professor X, where he has all those different personalities. What the fuck is that movie series? Oh, uh, it was Unbreakable with Bruce Willis, then it was Split with James McAvoy, then it was Glass, which was both of them, but it was shit. Yeah, Glass, where they where they just tried to make it an MCU series for no fucking reason. That was fucking terrible. I hated Glass so much. It was so bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Exactly. That's what we do here. Yeah, that's exactly what we do here. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a psychiatrist ward, and then it's like, all these powerful people. What is Dr. Caligari gathering them for? Yeah. What is this, you know? I love this. So that means, that means that playing the character of Irena is the wonderful Audrey Plaza. Mm. Now, as soon as I thought about a remake of this movie, Aubrey Plaza was the person I thought of because she is unhinged. <laughs> she, her character's unhinged and I love it. And I feel like... I want to make this movie in the style of, like, a film from the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want it to kind of look a bit like a film from the 70s. And if we're getting that sort of acting where it's kind of cheesy and almost bad on purpose and the effects are cheesy and bad on purpose and the movie is kind of fucked on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it would be so funny to have Aubrey Plaza play someone who has, like, panther powers it because she's perfect for it yeah 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 you just you just tell her oh yeah you can turn into a panther now act as someone who isn't a panther currently but has the ability to turn, to into, turn a into a panther, panther. i just love to watch it go- that'd be so funny it would be amazing and i think she would be incredible yeah as Irina. Now, I want to quickly mention the director. This is the only other person whose name I thought of when we were going into this. She directed a movie. Her name is Dasha Nekrasova. Um, she's only directed one film before, but if we're going for like an MCU style of thing, that's usually what they do. They get a director who hasn't directed a whole lot before to come in and do a big movie, and then we can kind of be like, see? You did a big movie? Keep doing big movies for us. She directed a movie called The Scary of 61st, which is made in the style of films from the 80s. And it's about two young adults who accidentally move into Jeffrey Epstein's apartment and then fucked shit happens and the apartment's haunted. (laughs) Wow. That is wild. It's a very weird movie. It's kind of terrible, but it's great at the same time. It's made like the Italian slashes from like the 70s and 80s. It's fucked, but it's fucked in a modern sensibility sort of way, which is what I want this movie to be. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, w- we want this movie to be a bit wild, yes. to be a bit crazy, to be a bit, as you say, fucked. And I think she would be great on it. She's also an actor in Succession as well. She's in Succession, so people would know her as an actor. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she would work well, I think, with Aubrey Plaza for that sort of manic energy yes yeah yeah i could see that i could see that yeah there's a scene in that movie where, where they come across an image of prince andrew and uh i think blood starts to pour from the ceiling i can't remember anyway it's a very <laughs> funny movie i enjoyed it a lot all right all right we have to reference that in this movie but in this movie what happens is aubrey plaza just rake claws a painting of uh, prince andrew of prince andrew yes yep um, who, who is our just dog shit asshole husband? Mm, who's Oliver? Who's Oliver? Who in this movie is just a big piece of shit that's manipulating her. Big piece of shit manipulating her. That's a good question. Who Who's a sexy bad boy that turns out to be the bad guy? Mm, you know what? He was so good in a film called Fresh. 
where he turned out to be a real bad bloke, but he was real sexy. Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier. Oh, um, I think he would do pretty well in that in that sort of role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could see that absolutely. Yeah, he he look. He's a handsome. He's a handsome bloke. He's a hunky boy. He is, and I think he could do that well. You know, at at first he's that. You know, they have the sort of meet cute thing. Yeah. you know, at the zoo. Yeah, where you know there's this panther, but of course it's not in a shitty concrete cage. And then we could have, like, a thing where, like, the zookeepers throw in some meat or something and we watch the panther pout and she's like, yeah. oh, I love feeding time. You yeah. Know? I love watching them rip and tear yeah. the flesh of this thing. And he's like, damn, girl, you're kind of crazy. Also, at the end of this movie, she 100% tears him apart. Yeah, oh, a- absolutely. That's that, that's that's what I was going to lead to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she gets to just murder this guy. <gasps> now, how about this, Zach? For the doctor. For Dr. Judd. We get someone who has been a cat person before. Someone who was a cat person in Batman Returns. I'm saying Michelle Pfeiffer is the doctor. Oh, yeah, she comes in at the end with, like... Because, yeah, the panther gets caught or whatever, and she turns back into, like, uh, so, so, uh, fucking... Audrey turns back into a human, mm. and then the psychiatrist comes out with, like, special force SWAT team behind her, and she's like, I know exactly where to take this one. Yes, exactly. And then it's Michelle... Yeah, I could see that. And then it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito as the bad guys in the third one. Yeah, they're both the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, like, she looks like someone who could play a bad guy. I, I honestly don't know if she has played a bad person before. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I could just imagine her in, like, a tailored suit, holding a glass of, like, red wine or Mm -hmm. something with a clipboard. Yep. Like, taking down notes and just being, like, cold and, and, like, heartless. Yep. And being like, we need to take you to an institute, you're clearly insane, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, for the character of Alice, do we want to rec- do we want to recast Alice? Should we have someone play Alice? Uh, well, she needs to get murdered as well. Alice gets murdered. We can have Alice get murdered. So then we should have someone a bit mean playing Alice. I want that like frat girl energy, right? She's at work, but she hasn't grown out of uh, that like frat girl. Like I get what I want and I do what I want, sort of thing. Well, the only person who comes to mind is Emma Roberts because that's literally every single character she plays. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Mm. So, so funnily enough. What I was thinking was Ashley Tisdale. Oh my god, from High School Musical? <laughs> yes! Yeah! Fuck yeah, Ashley Tisdale. Does she still- I don't know if she's been in anything. I have no idea if she still acts. No, I don't think she's acted for a long time. She might. Uh, she was in Scary Movie 5. Oh no, she was in Phyllis and Ferb, the movie 2020, so she's done some voice acting. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, High School Musical, the series, Young and High. Yeah, yeah, she's still active. She's done some sitcoms. Fuck yeah, let's bring her back. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can recast one more character. The only person I can think of is the zookeeper. Oh yeah, the red. I mean, yeah, there's no one else really. There's no other characters in this movie. Unless we recast the panther as fucking Taylor Swift, I don't know. Um, the only person what? left is the zookeeper. What? I don't know who who should play the zookeeper. Danny DeVito, Dr. Caligari is the zookeeper. No, no. Although that would be funny to have 
him and then at the very end it's like Dr. Caligari and it turns around and it's like, oh my god, it was the zookeeper the entire time. Yeah, because we don't market this as a sequel to Dr. Caligari just like how they didn't market Split as a sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah. It's a twist at yeah, the end. Yeah. Alright, let's have Dr. Caligari like Danny DeVito as Dr. Caligari be the zookeeper. Yeah, alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. As the like secret twist villain in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I dig it. I dig it. This is a great movie from the director of The Scary of 61st, a film that I don't think anyone has watched but me and a bunch of nerds who went to the Melbourne International Film Festival, starring Aubrey Plaza, Sebastian Stan, and Ashley Tisdale from a high school musical. It's a remake of Cat People. It's also a sequel to the the remake of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Good lord, this is a fucking mess. This sounds dumb, (laughs) but I would go and see this. Yeah, this sounds this this could be really awful or really good. Well, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you like the idea of that, uh, if of that remake, or if you want to yell at us, go to Oldie But a Goodie Pod on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube at Oldie But a Goodie Pod. We are on bloody gmail oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com send us through your messages it'll be a fun time i can't wait to read them if you've got any recasting for any movie that we've done i send them through we'll talk about it. oh yeah let us know what is your ideas for the ccu send them through uh we also want to give a big thanks to everyone who reviewed us on apple podcasts on spotify you help the show be seen by new people and we need new people to help fund these movies that we really want to make we want to make them yep i mean sure (laughs) yep and uh we are also on patreon if you want to help fund these movies that we're going to make patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod right now we are in our second week of the cage rama 2 six episodes of nothing but Nicolas cage we did it last year we're doing it again uh first episode's out right now which is ghost rider spirit of vengeance we're doing renfield next week do you know what panthers fear above all things what do they fear above all things a cage oh my god that's deep (laughs) and woke deep and woke (laughs) yeah but before i go sandro you have to pick next week's film Mm, now 1943 is the year I've got some good choices here for you. First up, I walked with a zombie. (laughs) I walked with a zombie? Yes. A nurse in the Caribbean resorts to voodoo to cure her patient, even though she's in love with the woman's husband. Now, Zach, that does sound very funny. It sounds like what we just watched, but instead of the third wheel being the Catwoman lady, it's a zombie lady. Uh, Well, that makes sense, because it's directed by the same person who directed Cat People. Oh my god, it is the same (laughs) fucking thing. (laughs) Fuck me. I don't know about that one. What about Walt Disney's victory through air power, which is definitely not propaganda. (laughs) Definitely not propaganda. I would prefer the mad ghoul. Oh, he's a ghoul and he's mad. Yeah, so a university chemist professor experiments with ancient Mayan gas on a medical student, turning the would-be surgeon into a murdering no, ghoul. He's a murderous ghoul. Oh no, as a part of a plan to steal his lover. No! Oh my goodness. It's not another fucking horror film that's actually just a drama film. Fuck! 
We've got a few classic characters showing up. We've got Tarzan Triumphs. We've got Sherlock Holmes Faces Death. We've got Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. We should really do a Tarzan film. I kind of want to do a Sherlock film, but yeah, we could do. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Batman! Batman from 1943. It's a four-hour-long serial. Oh, is it just a TV show? I, I was actually going to suggest, holy shit, why aren't we doing Batman? But we've already done one four-hour TV show as a film sort of thing with fucking uh, Flash Gordon. So maybe pass. Also pass, because I just read the synopsis. Uh, it is uh, about Batman, who is a secret US government agent, Zach. I don't what? know if you knew that about Batman. He works for the government, and he's attempting to defeat the schemes... Of a Japanese imperial secret agent. Oh my god, I don't remember that comic book. Because this was made during World War II, and uh, everything's propaganda. Don't know if you knew that. Well, maybe as an alternative hero we can turn to, if not Batman, maybe we can turn to the Phantom. Oh, the Phantom? Yeah. It's the Fenta 15-chapter cliffhanger superhero serial. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's another five-hour-long <laughs> Yeah, it's like five-hour-long sort of thing. But I just thought it was funny because I haven't seen the Phantom before. Uh, there's the Hitchcock film, Shadow of a Doubt, which looks good. There is The Seventh Victim, which I just mentioned. Same Doctor as Cat People. But honestly, none mm. of these are really picking my fancy. None of these are... Oh, hang on a second. Ooh. Now, hang on a bloody second here, Zach. I have a bad feeling. We just did a movie about cats. Uh, yeah, that is correct. There were cats involved. You know what one of your favourite movies is? Cats and Dogs. Uh, that also somehow involves cats but also involves dogs. And I want to pick a movie that involves nothing but dogs, Zach. One dog in okay, particular. Okay, this is, this is definitely a stretch. Okay, a we're going from cats to dogs. That's what, you, that's what you're trying to... That's what you're trying to do is... You, you put in my love of the 2000s films Cats vs. Dogs yes. to bridge the gap between cats and dogs. That's okay, true. Yes. That's true, that's true. I want to pick a dog, though. It's a movie about a dog, but it's a dog that we've covered before on the podcast, Zach. We've done a movie about this dog before. What? Did we do Marmaduke? I don't remember that. She's a very special doggy. She's a special girl, this doggy. Oh, and she's gonna she's gonna go on a no. dangerous adventure to try and find her lost owners after being sold to a wealthy family. I'm picking Lassie come home, Zach! Oh my god, it's Lassie! It's Lassie! Now, Zach, during our first year on the podcast, we picked the movie from 1994 called Lassie. Purely because I had it on DVD because my grandma gave it to me as a present uh, when I was a kid and I had never watched it, but now I had a reason to watch it. And because we did that on the show five years ago, I'm picking the first ever Lassie movie. Zach, this is the first Lassie movie of all time. Oh, this is the first one. This is, this is the Lassie movie. It's based off the book that was released only three years ago, Zach. It's about the Lassie. It's about a boy and his dog. And you know what? I love movies about boys and their dogs. That's not true. I usually find them boring. But Lassie is an exception <laughs> yeah, to that yeah. rule. Wow. Yeah, you know what? I, I wasn't on board at first. I have uh, poor memories from our previous Lassie um, viewing, but this is the original. My main memory from that Lassie movie is when we put in the DVD and it didn't even have a menu. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Lassie come home. Lassie, this is the first bit. This is the original. I would like to see the original. I would like to know the origin of this very famous dog. And hey, I like a, I like a good dog. I like, uh, I like a good dog. I like to see the contrast between this film and uh, Lassie, so why not? I mean, it started off a series of seven Lassie movies throughout the 40s and 50s, so I reckon... uh, Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty good, right? Let's give Lassie a shot and hope that MGM didn't hurt that poor dog. All right, well, I'll leave this uh, German... This German pathologist... Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my god, he's transformed like Optimus Prime. Well, that was a very enlightening experience. What do you mean by that? It's just very enlightening. I'm I'm going to go have a martini now. I'm retired. I don't give a shit. Oh, you're not going to say anything? There's nothing that you want to say? You just kind of want to go? You want to end the episode without doing a funny bit? No, sir, there's no funny bit, although it is interesting that you have that box with you. I've seen that box before. You've seen this box before? Have you seen it in the movie Ghostbusters? That's what I made this box No, in the style no, I of. saw Ghostbusters. That's a very different box. That box like looks like a shitty knockoff of the Ghostbusters that's, box. That's what it is. I'm a big nerd, so I made a box that looked like Ghostbusters. Oh, I see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it is. Well, you know. No, no, I just it's just interesting that I've seen that box before, you know? It's interesting that you've seen that box before. Is, is this foreshadowing to something timey-wimey, or are you trying to get me to say something that will launch you into a bit? What's going on here? No, there's enough foreshadowing? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mm. going to go have a martini. Goodbye. Oh, I dropped that plate. Oh, my God. You dropped another fucking plate. Jeez, Look, I'm, I'm like 70 years old, okay? Like... Give me a fucking break. <laughs> All right. Get out of here with your fucking sidekick orphan. Yeah. His parents are dead because he's an orphan. I don't know what you're talking about, you blubbin' C-section. Don't call me a C-section, you little brat. <laughs> anyway, he's five. <laughs> he's got amnesia or something. I don't know. I feel like you're a bad influence on the orphan if he's saying such terrible things. All right. Well, I will open up this portal on my watch. The portal machine's been on my watch this whole time don't know if you knew that listeners a boop boop boopity boop oh there's the portal oh, don't don't forget your mailbox that you made up last week ah you know what i don't think i need that anymore i think i'm done with the mailbox <laughs> that mailbox was important last week i don't think it's ever going to be important again and quite frankly fuck you for bringing it back up <laughs> i could deus ex back on my own time travel shit <laughs> Anyway, speaking of which, hey, there's the dinosaur I'm going to ride into 1943. Let's go. I've got to download a new sound effect. Let's go, Dino, into the portal. Huzzah. Yes, what Sanjo doesn't realize is maybe the orphan's parents are more important than he realizes. 